Welcome back to the Craft Parenting Podcast. My name is Joe Ludwig, and with me is my lovely wife and co-host, Caroline. How's it going, Caroline? Are we going to keep handing the phone back and forth? Yes. <laughs> Can't we just set it here? Then that way you don't look like a creepy reporter in my house. <laughs> so we don't have our, our equipment out uh, so this is going to be a shorter episode. Krampus and or St. Nick has to visit tonight. And we're not set up for that yet. So it was the equipment or St. Nick. And, and we chose St. Nick because the kids haven't been that bad. So they're not getting kidnapped by Krampus this, tonight. Most people don't know what Krampus is. So if you want to know what Krampus is, um, we talked about it in an episode last year. Yeah, he's awesome. He kidnaps you and throws you in his wicker basket and beats you with reeds if you're a bad kid. Versus... Or don't go back and listen, because we're just going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's more. And then St. Nick gives you treats if you're good. That, that's the explanation. So yeah, life happened and we missed our... We we didn't put out an episode last week, so we are working overtime to catch up. And um, so this episode, we are gonna it's gonna be very disjointed. We are gonna be um, drinking the beer event calendar uh, live on my phone. Um, so uh, let us dive in and get started. <laughs> So, it is December, finally. It's cold outside. It is cold outside, and um, and the temperature just keeps on swinging up, down, up, down, up, down. And my allergies are going crazy. But we have this huge box at our basement, and uh, in this box, there are 25 mystery beers. So, um, and... Uh, it's the annual Higher Gravity Beer Vent Calendar. It is the annual... Uh, so we are going to talk about the annual Higher Gravity Beer Vent Calendar. And uh, we're just going to talk about each beer that we get. There's um, some pretty tasty ones in here. I hope. Maybe some scary ones. We'll see. So each day... It works like an advent calendar, if you're familiar with that. Each day um, you get a beer instead of a chocolate or whatever. So, um, and Higher Gravity is a bottle shop here in Cincinnati. They have two locations, one in Northside, mm -hmm. and then the others in uh, Summit Park. That's a new location. Um, it's actually out by where I work, um, out in Blue Ash. So, um, they both have, it's not, they're not breweries. Um, they, uh, uh, they get, a Fancy beer if you want it, and they have a bunch of beer on tap. So uh, it's a bottle shop. They, they bring in uh, rare beer, uh, beer that um, you can't get at your your local Kroger. So um, I'm excited for what's in this box. So uh, let's open this up. All right. So um, why don't you read it? Okay. So our first beer is the Lux Mosaic Pale Ale. 
from Bis from Bissell Brothers in Portland, Maine. It has a 5.1% ABV. The can is real pretty. It's pink to blue. Let's talk about the brewery, because I never heard of these guys. Okay. So Bissell Brothers was founded in 2013 with a mission to change people's perceptions of what beer and the beer experience can be, while always staying dedicated to our home state of Maine. I think I read that comma weird. Um, there is an energy that emanates from the company which drives us to get a life a little better each day. We continue to push the boundaries of what these beverages can be and what they mean to our customers. I don't think I've ever had a beer from Maine before. From Portland to Shining Portland is <laughs> where all of the craft beers are located between. Because there's Portland, Maine, and there's Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah. Um, and they're both well known for their beer scenes. This is brewed with local grains. That's cool. It's also in there. I'm distracted by the shiny. Why am I going to read the notes when I have a shiny? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so the can, it has a gradient. It goes blue from, or pink to blue, I guess. We're going bottom to top. I went from top to bottom. So I'm short, so it it's a, it's a pint can, so it's hard for me to see the top because I'm so short. It's crisp and not overly hoppy. It's smooth. And it's very drinkable, and I found it to be very yummy in my tummy. It was very good, yes. All those things apply to me as well. Those are my notes that you read as well. So we have the same notes, kind of like Marco and Julia. I would say that our notes are more similar than Marco and Julia's notes. But it's not a competition. And um, like you said, they uh, brew their beer, or I guess this beer... I don't know if they brew all their beer, but um, it says on the can that is this beer is brewed with local grain from the Maine Malt House, which is local to them. Uh, so that's really cool, mm -hmm. as he said before. Um, it's a pale ale, um, not super hoppy, but it you know it is hopped it's, forward. It's hopped forward for sure. Uh, very crisp. Um, so far, so good. No ice yet. <laughs> You're the one who's been pulling these out of the boxes, so... You're going to take a knee at 8 a.m. when you put it in the fridge? No. <laughs> All right. We'll be back to uh, tell you what day two brought. All right. We are back for the beer event uh, season calendar. Uh, from the, we the beer box the beer vent box from Higher Gravity, which is a bottle shop. And um, you ran into some weird people when you went to pick up our beer vent box. I did. Yeah, they, they, there's a bunch of weirdos there, especially at the Summit Park location on, on Tuesdays. On Tuesdays, yeah, there, there's some weirdos there. Um, I, I heckled them. They had microphones or something, mm. so I, I heckled them. Um, yeah, so some, uh, they have two, Higher Gravity has two locations, one in Summit Park, the other's in Northside. Um, beer number two from the beer vent box is, uh, a Jackio beer, Jackio's beer. The plural it, is important. Jackio, or possessive. Possessive, yeah. So this is called Deck the Hills. 
It is an English style holiday ale. It is by Jackie O's Brewery in Athens, Ohio. ABV is 5.6. And I've never been to Jackie O's, but I've had some of their beer. We talk about going and then we never make the drive. It is a drive. It's a three hour drive. <laughs> a three hour drive. But uh, I did some research about Jackie O's because I don't, I don't drink their beer often enough. So uh, Jackie O's owner, Andrew Arthur Strike, known by most as Art, went to Ohio University in Athens, Ohio. That's like the only thing that's out there apart from cornfields. I mean, it's similar to the Miami University in Oxford. I think they're both drinking towns with college problems. I, I think that's accurate. So you went to Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, and as an undergrad graduate, and again as a graduate student, uh, and again as a graduate student, after teaching English overseas in South Korea. So he uh, taught English in South Korea. His entrepreneurial career was born when he and his best friend, Lenny Meyer, decided to buy Bagel Street Deli in Athens, Ohio. In 2003. In 2005, Art purchased Ohulis. Shortly before this new venture, his mother, Jackie Ostrike, was diagnosed with stage 4 lung cancer. Jackie passed away in June 2006, but not before her son let her know that he had plans to change the name Ohulis to Jackie O's in her honor. Her reaction was a classic motherly reaction. A bar, Art's reply it's going to be so much more than an effing bar mom uh has been what continues to inspire and grow the business to this day so um jackio's was one of the ogs as far as uh, craft beer mm-hmm. and bars go um fast forward to 2013 the ohio all changed and now uh patrons could actually drink uh craft beer in tap rooms so that was a big change in ohio they opened the Taproom and Production Brewery in February 2013, located just a mile from the other two locations in Athens. Uh, this facility, this new facility, provided the Jackie O's team the freedom to play around and get their creative juices flowing. The addition of new barrels, including rum, bourbon, sherry, and tequila, increased the Jackie O's team's ability to skillfully age specialty beers. Equipped with 16 taps, the tap room became an additional Jackie O's location that could offer patrons more beer straight from the source. Uh, so uh, they have today they have multiple locations in Athens, but are expanding. According to their website, they say they are opening a facility, a tap room in Columbus soon, or they have already opened. I I couldn't find an opening date. <laughs> but do, do they do they serve beer out of it? I believe so. Oh, okay. That that's what the website says. So let us open this this beer. And there there's a lot going on with this can. It um, is a very busy can, more so than the first can. As far as the artwork goes. It says that it is that this beer is a limited release, so I don't know if this is an exclusive, but um at the very least, uh there's a very small amount of these in production and available to buy or to drink. Uh, so on the can, there is a raccoon dragging a sleigh full of presents, a six-pack, and a bottle. And he is walking on a cobblestone road towards a building. The grass around the building is covered with snow. 
a big sun with a smiley face is overlooking the scene. There's also a couple of pine trees in the background. And there's a big red heart in the middle above the raccoon with a bunch of yellow streaks. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like like teardrops. Are they is he like sweating? Because he's like dragging it. No, they're coming. Maybe, but like those, they're like raindrop-looking things that go all over the can. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So there's a lot going on in this can. It's again very shiny. He has a heart on his head. Yeah. Okay. So this beer is dark brown in appearance. It's very different than the first beer. Yeah, very different. Um, very malt-forward and toasty. With a very small hint of that holiday spice. If the, if the can didn't say holiday, I don't think I would have associated the holidays with this. I mean, he's pulling a sleigh, but... Yeah, it's, it's roasty and malty, but I didn't get as many of the spices. How much of this one you're gonna drink? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's a pint can. You have to drink at least a third of it. All right, so we are back. Uh, Carolyn and Joe from the Craft Parenting Podcast. We are on a journey this past <laughs> couple of days, uh, drinking uh, the mystery beers from our higher gravity beer event calendar. This smells interesting. And uh, we are we are going to dive into um, beer vent, higher gravity beer vent, day three. This is a beer by Urban Artifact. Do you want to? I'm recording you taking the first sip, Re- reading what it is, and then taking the first sip. Is this is called a epic. Epicurean. Epicurean. It is a reindeer pickle. It's an ale brewed with roasted peanuts, cucumbers, dill, coriander, and sea salt. So, um, that's an interesting combination. I'm going to need to take a sip now. I'm going to take a sip now. Oh, man. (laughs) I can actually taste every single one of those flavors. <laughs> and how do you feel about that? It's weird. <laughs> like, I don't know how they do it. I can literally taste the roasted peanut and the dill and the cucumber and the sea salt. And that's just sour at the end. <laughs> um, so this is a beer by Urban Artifact. I definitely smell the peanut. Yeah, very peanut forward at the when you take the sip. That's pretty good. Urban Artifact is a brewery in Northside. I want me to read the things now. Yes. I was recording Joe drinking this beer because I wanted to see what his face looked like while he drank the pickle. Um, we'll see if it makes it onto the gram. From Wikipedia, because I was curious on the meaning of Epicurean because it's a big fancy word. Um, in modern popular usage, an Epicurean is a connoisseur of the arts of life and the refinements of sensual pleasures. 
Epicureanism implies a love or knowledgeable enjoyment, especially of good food and drink. Which to me fits Urban Artifact. Yeah, Urban Artifact is a brewery in North Northside. We talked a lot about them, or at least we attempted to, during our trick-or-treat. The seltzer episode. Yeah, where we didn't say seltzer as many times as we should have, according to Julia and Marco. Don't at me. At, <laughs> at Raging Hops on Twitter for yep. complaints. I mean, I'm not giving it a ton of pickle. So, like, if Urban Artifact's pickle beer kind of tastes like this, I don't think I would hate it. So the base of this beer, it seems like, is a goza. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where the coriander and sea salt come in. And then somehow they added dill. Well, so dill is like the thing with pickle. You like make dill pickles. Okay. Cucumber is a type of pickle, I guess. It's a nun. Cucumber is like, what do you put in a toaster? Bread. So you put bread in a toaster and then it becomes toast. You, you can cucumbers you in brine yeah. and they become pickles. Yeah, exactly. And then somehow they got roasted peanuts in. This reminds me, like as I took a drink, I I just had a a picture of, you know, sitting at a bar with, with a, a bowl of peanuts. Mm-hmm. In the know? jar of pickles. Yeah, like as a snack. Sometimes bars do that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not these days, but back in the day. Yeah. They would give you peanuts, like as a snack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you go to Olive Garden and get breadsticks. Yeah. Or something. And so we talked about the artwork on the other cans. So this is like a boardwalk, or like, yeah, I'd say it's like a boardwalk, with a reindeer pulling a cart. Um... Like a merchant cart of like, hey, I'm going to get some hot dogs in New York. Where it's Urban Artifact selling peanuts and pickles. And it's got presents on the little cart. It's pretty pretty. There's a little reindeer too. I said, it's the reindeer's pulling the cart. Oh, he's pulling the cart. I yeah. I didn't see that. It's a beautiful... It's like beautiful watercolor artwork. And I think he, they actually do the watercolor, right? They have an artist that they work with whose name is eluding me. And the Noma is going to yell at me so much because I know he mentions who it is like all the time when we talk about label approvals on the Weekly Pint. So this is nothing like the other two beers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so they tell it like if you're if you are afraid to get the higher gravity advent calendar box because there might be a beer in it that I don't like. I mean, there's going to be a beer in it that you don't like, but it's going to be a beer. It's not going to be like five days in a row of IPAs. It's going to be very wildly different beers. And you can do what we're doing, where you split a box between two people so that nobody has to drink all of a beer unless you really want to. As Joe pours me more of the beer because he doesn't (laughs) want it. (laughs) I have a thing against pickles. I am against all pickles in any form. Cucumber or likewise. I'll eat the cucumber. I mean, I, I don't love it, though. I, like, never eat pickles. That's my thing. I said if I was, I would know that I was truly pregnant when I craved pickles. And through both of my pregnancies, never did I ever crave pickles. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like, everybody says that they crave pickles while they're pregnant. But I don't eat pickles. Like, I eat pickled things. But not pickles. 
like pickled peppers. Those are pretty good. Pickled, pickled carrots can be really yummy too. So to me, this is just a, um, like you said, I don't really get that pickle flavor. I get... Um, it's more just tart. It's To me, it's just a goza, like a traditional goza with, you know, peanuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very interesting. And I don't hate it. I don't know that I would get a six-pack of this, though. I, well, I mean, they probably only sell it in a four-pack. Right. <laughs> if not just single bottles. Right. This is a very um, specialized... I, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like... Like, I, I don't know if... Like, if we were going to, like, have, like, a bunch of friends over that actually drank beer, because a lot of our friends don't drink beer, maybe is like a, hey, let's get a can or two of this to, like, split and share between everybody. Like, hey, try this really amazingly weird thing. But we didn't even talk about the glassware. All right, let's finish this first. We can talk about the glassware while we finish this. Are we finished talking about the beer? I think so. It's really good. It's weird, but it's really good. Julia, how does this compare with actual urban artifact pickle? Because I have not had actual urban artifact pickle. And now I need to know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what it's called. I think it is. I don't know. She'll know what I mean. She has the pickle beer shirt. She does. So uh, I'm drinking the pickle beer out of the Urban Artifact. No, that's not right. It's out of the Higher Gravity. It's out of the Higher Gravity um, beer vent glass. 2022 beer vent glass. Um, it's in a... Uh, it's very similar to your Brink glass. It is a 16 ounce pint can glass it's a circular it's shaped like a pint can yeah exactly because i've got a fiona one of these as well and there's a lot of little things on this like christmasy things like a reindeer a christmas present a calendar flipping to december 24th a glove a lizard riding a skateboard it's it's Urban Artifact collaborating with them, so I, I'd expect something like that. I guess the, I guess if this is Urban Artifact collaborating with them in the artwork, I guess that's their strawberry beer. Do they have a strawberry beer? I think so. It looks like a I'm strawberry. I'm trying to see because the reindeer looks like the reindeer on the Urban can. So I was going to see if there was, is there like a raccoon or... No. I mean, there's presents, but there's always going to be presents on stuff. I was trying to see if like, any of the other artwork from these cans made it onto there. But, I mean, that would also mean that at the time of the glassware, they knew all of the beers that were going into the box. And I don't know if they always necessarily know that. There's a fire truck. A dog. A very weird dog. Looks like he's on the toilet. <laughs> or he's, like, dancing. Maybe he's dancing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's like a really fun looking mug. Yeah, like a, a nice one of those like bubble mugs. You know, like the German beer glass, like that has the little divots in it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I'm trying to describe it for this the visual leader, medium. The leader mug. That is a podcast. And there's a Christmas tree. Looks like an orange slice mistletoe. Yeah. A page a day calendar. I didn't mention the calendar. I miss that. And chugging this beer. 
What's the percentage on this pickle beer? Okay. Yeah, 4.3%. I think we said that, but... We probably did. Um, it's a very... Um, very roasty. Like, a different kind of roasty than the Jackie O's beer. Definitely. There's definitely not as much malt in this. No, but, like, you can get, like... It smells like something has been roasted. That's still so weird. It tastes like peanuts to me, though. Yeah. Right? Urban Artifact does their flavors well. I don't know how they do it. Um, but like I said, I'm, I'm going to guess that it's just a goza with... Um, somehow they got the roasted peanut flavor in, in that. Yeah. Is a cucumber a fruit or a vegetable? Because I think this has zero fruits in it if a cucumber is a vegetable. Google. Is cucumber a fruit or vegetable? My guess is that it's a vegetable, but I don't know. I associate vegetables with things I don't like and fruits with things I do like. Oh, they're a fruit. Cucumber is classified as a fruit. Okay, so it is. It can still be considered a Midwest fruit tart. <laughs> hey, we're doing the research so you don't have to. This is like that time that I found out that scientists think that dinosaurs are warm-blooded. And they figured that out like six months before I was like, oh my goodness, Barney's cold-blooded because he's a reptile. Oh my god. <laughs> this is what you learn on our podcast. This is what happens when I'm sleep-deprived. Or sleep-deficient. Sleep deficient. You slept last night, though. Uh, not to make, not enough to make up for like the three nights before it. We'll get there. Hey everyone, Joe Ludwig here with the one and only Caroline. Hey. Before we get to the main topic of today's episode, we wanted to pause briefly and tell you about how you can support the show. So if you enjoy listening to the podcast and reading our blog posts every week, then you now have the opportunity to support the show through Buy Me A Coffee. Here's what you need to know. It's super easy to do. You don't have to set up an account to contribute. You have options. Send us a one-time donation or sign up as a member to contribute on a monthly or yearly basis. Plus, you can unlock exclusive content. To learn more about how you can support the Craft Parenting Podcast through Buy Me A Coffee, click the link in the show notes. And now, back to the show. So, we've had a crazy last few days. Joe's brother got married. So, we had to help get ready for that. We had to get the kids prepared for that. Because all four of us were in the wedding. So, Friday, I'm off work so I can help... Well, so I can watch the kids, so the in-laws can get, like, the rehearsal space ready and do whatever it is that they need to do before the wedding. And I pick up Lily from preschool, and her cough that has been mild for the last two weeks gets, like, ten times worse. So I'm panicking about her cough and whether or not she's going to make it through the weekend and attend all of these events that we need to do. So we get everybody together, we go to the rehearsal dinner, the rehearsal... The kids are chaos gremlins. It was adorable. Lily was the oldest out of all of the ring bearers and flower girl. She was the only flower girl. There were three ring bearers. We're doing the rehearsal. 
Did they even bring anything up the aisle? No, the boys <laughs> did not bring anything at all up the aisle except for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but at the rehearsal, <laughs> Lily is doing a good job. She's holding her little basket. She's throwing her pretend, pretend flower petals on the floor. She's walking at like just the right pace. Not a whole lot of notes for her. The boys, we release them, and they make it down like the first four pews before one of them just starts randomly going down a pew. And then another one randomly goes down another pew. And the boys are everywhere except for where they're supposed to go. We tried like four times to get the boys to run up and down the aisle, and it did not work out. (laughs) So I'm like, well, this will be interesting tomorrow, because right now we can help herd them. But tomorrow we're going to be standing up at the altar. And will not be able to assist. And li- But Lily starts to do mostly better. Like, we've been checking her temperature. She doesn't pop a fever at all. She's still her normal playful self. She's having lots of fun. She runs circles around the dance floor at the rehearsal dinner. Even though, like, nobody else is dancing, she's running circles around the dance floor. We go to bed that night. And Lily wakes up like four times in the middle of the night. We make the call that Joe's going to show up later with the kids so that they can try to get as much rest as possible. That was a good call. It was a very good call because it was chaos at the hotel in the morning. I get my hair and makeup done and look like one hot mama. Like, I'm always one hot mama, but I look like a super elevated one hot mama. Like... Cranked it up a few notches. Mm -hmm. Lily gets her hair done and looks adorable. She's so excited to be in her flower girl dress. Her cough has subsided a lot. Of course, neither of the kids really napped. They nap a bit in the car driving from the hotel to the ceremony. So that was good. And then I was about in tears standing up at the altar during the ceremony because we all get up there and then we're like, okay, the next thing they're going to do is release the children what are they going to do? So they open the doors so the kids can go out. Lily leads the pack and is doing a great job of throwing her flowers. The boys were supposed to go first, but of course they didn't. Um, but then Elliot starts sprinting as fast as his little legs will carry him. And he ends up being in the lead. Lily gets to the end of the aisle Still has flowers in her basket, so just stands there and continues to dump flowers (laughs) until she has no more flowers in her basket. And while she's doing that, the other two ring bearers go hang out with their grandparents. So I was like practically in tears because they all did exactly what they were supposed to do. Good job all around by the small children. Um, The ceremony was really beautiful. Joe's brother had, they, they wrote their own vows and Joe's brother did a real good job. He does not talk. He did a real good job with his vows. He had like five pages. It was three pages, handwritten. And I'm pretty sure he wrote it kind of big, but it was still really adorable. And at some point during the ceremony, Lily breaks free from being stuck in the pew and is sitting in the aisle putting rose petals back into her basket because she has to clean up the rose petals. And you can't tell her that she's not allowed to clean up the rose petals. (laughs) Yes, we had a lot of fun. So then everybody got hitched. We took some photos. We went to the reception where Lily and Elliot ran circles around the dance floor. Yeah, and Elliot got in trouble by the DJ. Because he ran too close to the sound equipment. Um, 
he was the problem child, apparently. But Elliot started to crash real hard, so we put him into his jammies, and I grabbed Lily so I could put her in her jammies, because she was making friends with everybody. And she cried the whole time I drove us back to the hotel and walked her to the hotel room until we got out of the elevator, and I was like, Lily, I don't remember how to get to our hotel room. Can you show Mama how to get to the hotel room? Okay. I lead way. I'm like, okay. Thank you, Lily. It's like, oh my goodness, Lily. We wouldn't have made it back to the hotel room if it wasn't for you. So we get into the hotel room. Lily immediately grabs her blanket and tries to get into bed. And I'm like, well, Lily, we have to go potty first, and then we can get into bed. And within like five seconds of her being in bed, she's passed out. (laughs) Meanwhile, I put Elliot in his pack and play, and I positioned the pack and play probably a little too close to the bed, but my options were limited. So as I'm like taking off my makeup and getting myself all cozy for bed, I can hear <clears throat> Elliot say, Mama, 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 across the hotel room as I'm just like having a conversation with him and like patting on the bed, like trying to get to his sister, even though he's contained in baby jail. For now. For now. I lay in bed with Lily for a bit so I can like sing to Elliot to try to get him to go to bed. Put a hand on Lily just to check and see how she's doing. And I notice she has no blanket because Elliot has stolen it. <laughs> so I re-steal the, Elliot, the blanket from Elliot, shove Lily to the other side of the bed. And fortunately, soon after that, Elliot finally falls asleep. But Joe gets to the hotel room around midnight and probably around like two o'clock in the morning. Elliot wakes up and will not be calmed down. And fortunately, we got a two bedroom room so I could like take Elliot to the other bedroom so he wouldn't wake up Lily but Elliot Elliot ended up spending the night in the big kid in the big kid bed with me and like tried to face dive off the side of the bed in his sleep like four times he's so cute (laughs) and so not there when he's tired um, and I got a really adorable photo of him, like, nestled in all of these pillows, sleeping, like, happy as happy can be. Boy wants a big kid bed real bad. So I didn't get much sleep then. Didn't get much sleep the night before because Lily was sick. We're painting the house, so I've been working on that. Not as much as I should. I'm very tired. Our house is very bright. I like it. Yeah. Uh, before that, before the hotel, though... Um... My brother and his new wife uh, had their first dance on the dance floor, you know, and everyone clears the dance floor. And they have a videographer. They had the lights, the, you know, the, the ring lights or whatever, but more expensive. They have the photographers, the paparazzi all around them. And my mom, I guess my mom had Lily. And Lily's like, I want to dance. And she <laughs> ran onto the dance floor and was just dancing around the, my brother and his wife during their first dance. I'm like, Lily, come back here. She's <laughs> like, no. So I had to run out there, grab her, <laughs> and drag her ass back. All she wanted to do was dance. And everyone got, kind of got a chuckle out of that. Because I, I mean, she loves it when I... When I, like, grab her and pick her up. 
Yeah. So I kind of did that, and I guess it looked kind of like aggressive or whatever, but she was laughing. <laughs> she was having a good time. She had the best time ever. And now all she wants to do is wear her, quote, dancing shoes, which were the shoes that she wore at the wedding, even though they make her little feet hurt. Yeah. Well, she has blisters on her heel. Yeah. Which is probably why they hurt her. Yes. Okay. So, that so, was my story. All right. So, that, that does it with day three of Beer Vents, and we'll be back for day four. <laughs> Wherever you are, because it's podcast landia, and you could be like in a submarine. I don't know. All right, so we are back, Joe and Caroline from the Craft Parenting Podcast, and we are going through day four of the Bear Event Calendar, and this one is is a fun one. I so like. this is Punch It Chewy. A sour ale with raspberries, pineapples, and oranges. It's a collaboration beer between Jay Wakefield Brewing in Miami, Florida, and Equilibrium Brewing in Middletown, New York. Oh, did you look that up? Yes. I didn't know what I've never heard of these breweries. That's the fun thing about um, about this box. Like I've heard of Jackie's, I've heard of Urban Artifact, but I've never heard of. Uh, what Bissell was Brothers. Bissell Brothers or Jay Wakefield Brewing or Equilibrium Brewing. Um, so it's not just all local beers. Yeah, so that that's the that's the um, advantage that Higher Gravity has because they have they have the relationships with the distributor the the, the distributors. You know, they're they're already a specialty bottle shop. And you have different things. But let's talk about the artwork on this beer before we dive into it. Well, it's 6% ABV. And the artwork is um, it's Han and Chewie piloting the Millennium Falcon as it's starting to go into hyperspace. Yep, and the, the text, the punch at Chewie, is uh, in the... It's in the Star Wars-esque font. Yes. Mm. So how sour is this? It's got some pucker to it. Hmm. <laughs> I should have gotten a video of this one. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. I just... Um, it's a pretty puckery beer. <clears throat> I just took a, uh, a swig of that. It's just, Joe does not drink a lot of sours. It's just... Uh, it's good. It's, oh, man. Because, like, the... I would call the Urban Artifact beer, like, mildly tart. This is definitely sour. Well, we might get corrected on the terminology. Maybe. Don't at us. If you want to complain, you can hit up at Raging Hops on Twitter. Yep. So a little bit about Jay Wakefield Brewing. They have tons of Star Wars and comic book art in their tap room. They have a table... That looks like a carbon, uh, yeah, carbon freezing. Oh, carbon freezing? Like the, yeah, carbonite. So it's like, it looks like the carbonite, like, frame that Han was in. Wow. Um, 
They have an empire-themed beer garden, which I need to know more about. This is in Miami? This is in Miami. Which I don't really want to go to in Miami, but I want to go to Jay Wakefield. You don't want to go to Miami? No. Welcome to Miami. But I want to go to Jay Wakefield. So we're going to figure that one out somehow. They make a lot of sours. So they have two brew kettles, one that's specific for sours, and one that's for their non-sour beers. Hmm. At one point, they had the number one and two Berliner Weiss beers, according to Rate Beer and Beer Advocate. They've still got two of the top three on Beer Advocate, but only one of them is the same. And it's their um, dragon fruit, passion fruit beer. Now, after I take a couple of swigs of this, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's because you need at least three sips in order to enjoy a sour. Your brain has to stop telling you that it's going to kill you. And then it gets better. Wow. It is a very raspberry forward, and raspberries are very tart. Mm-hmm. Um, so immediately you get that raspberry. But you get the sweetness of the oranges and the pineapples on the back end. Yeah. It kind of just, it doesn't taste like beer. That's my, I guess that's kind of my issue with... Sours. With sours, right? It, it has, it tastes like juice. Mm-hmm. It can taste like juice. It can taste like juice, yeah. I guess that it's a little... The Urban Artifact, it didn't have fruit in it, necessarily. Like, as Mm -hmm. much fruit. With some of their beer, you know, like the... What's the one that I like? The Raspberry Plow? Gadget. Gadget. Or something else. Plow something. The Gadget and Plowshare. Yeah, those kind of taste like juice to me, but with a beer-ish. On the, I, mean, I guess, it, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But um, It's not a beer-ass beer. No, it's not beer-flavored beer. Mm-hmm. So the other, beer, the other brewery that was in this collaboration was Equil- Equilibrium Brewing, which is from Middletown, New York. So this was started by a bunch of nerds who knew a lot about water. So while they were at MIT, they were studying, like, everything about water and how to get water super clean and super pure. So, like, they could go to Africa and be like, here, this is how you can clean your water so you have drinkable water. Cool. Um, and then they discovered that they liked beer, and they're like, wait, we know how to take a lot of, a lot of things out of water... So we also know how to put a lot of things into water. And um, they thought that beer would be a good way to bring people together because they're all about community. They're in their 2.0 tap room um, because they outgrew their first space. And they love big, full-bodied flavors and well-rounded beers. Their big thing is that they have a few beers that they don't really tweak the recipes on anymore. Um, but a lot of their beers, they're constantly tweaking the recipes to try to make them better every time because they're all about that growth and making things the best that they can be. Mm. So they're a bunch of like super nerds, but not like, they're like pocket protector nerds, (laughs) not let's go role play in the forest nerds. Okay. So they brought both styles of nerds together for this collaboration. Yeah, so I guess they went to Florida. The laws are weird for, like, collaborations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like someone was just talking about this. Like, if you do a collab, um, you can't... Like, you have to... Like, you have to buy the beer from the brewery so you can serve it in your tap room. Right? Sometimes you have to involve a distributor. So, a lot of times, people just... You know, breweries just brew the beer twice. Mm -hmm. Once... In tap room A, and then again in tap room B. Mm-hmm. So you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, and this one, this can says it was brewed and canned by Jay Wakefield in Miami. So I don't know if Equilibrium even has has it in their tap room. They, they might have had it on draft. They might have, you know, I don't know. Um, like, wow, that is... It's almost too much raspberry. You know? No. No? (laughs) It's really good. It's like a sour mimosa. Wow. (laughs) Are you able to finish this? Um, well, I get the next beer, so. What's the next beer? But we'll have to find out. Is there, anything, is there anything else you want to say about this? It's really tasty. I don't think it's super sour. I could probably drink a whole can of this by myself. It would take me a hot second. But six percent, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, nothing against either of these breweries. Um, it is exactly what the label says. Mm-hmm. You know, sour ale, raspberry, check, pineapple, check, oranges, check. I go like, comole. <laughs> my lips are still puckering. Um, but um, it's just not my thing, you know. I feel like the next one, because I kind of peeked at it. Spoilers. The next one will be my thing, so I'm excited for that. Anything else you wanted to say? No. I think I'm good. All right. We will be back for day five of the Beer Vent calendar. All right. We are back. With day five of the Higher Gravity Beer Vent Calendar, Joe and Caroline, hey. Craft Parenting Podcast, we're here, um, and we are going to enjoy a vice beer. I like me a good vice beer. By uh, Erdinger. I thought it was Erdinger. Erdinger. E-R-D-I-N-G-E-R. Erdinger. <laughs> um, and this is a German company. I believe Munich. Is that right? Uh, they're in the Rheinheitsgebot. It's German. Where, where are they from? Um, it's imported in Everett, Massachusetts. Yeah. It just says imported from Germany. Um. I'll spare. From Bayern. So uh, that's the region in Germany. So probably not Munich. Uh, it's from Erding, Germany. Erding. There you go. 
There's a lot of words on this can, and not all of them are English. So, it takes a hot second for my brain to translate. I pick up a lot of stuff on context clues. I can actually read a lot more German than I thought I could. Um. So, it says, Erdinger is brewed all naturally using traditional two-stage fermentation, never pasteurized. And it is a private brewery since 1886. So this is a good old-fashioned German Weiss beer. Um, just hops, barley, yeast, water. Did I miss anything? That's right. Yep, so it's the Rheinheisgebot, which means um, you can't add... <laughs> Raspberries or oranges or pickles. I think I still got some sour in my mouth from yesterday. Ah! <laughs> Joe got a little zealous in pouring his beer. And it it went you gotta look it up off the table. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> Like, Will he actually look it off the table? Listen to Truth, Fear, and Consequences to find out. <laughs> um, wow, that is good. I mean, we drink this beer during Oktoberfest season. No, I don't think we have... I haven't had this one in a while. I've had Polaner, Hofbrauhaus. I do drink a lot of Konig Ludwig. I feel like I'm contractually obligated to since I changed my last name. Konig Ludwig is a vice beer. It is. It's good vice beer. Yes. This one's a good vice beer as well. Uh, is Erdinger associated with Polaner? No. I think they're different. No. Their logos are kind of similar. Well, they, yeah. They Polar. all look very similar, but they're all very different. Don't spill beer. Right. So this is a special beer because it is imported. And it is not 16 ounces. Instead, it is a... It's 500 milliliters. Yeah. It's 1.9 ounces. So that 0.9 ounces I just spilled on the table. <laughs> yeah. So it's a wheat beer, Weiss beer, Hefeweizen, Cervezo de Trigo. Um, and it says do not litter, so be good with it. No littering. Yeah, brewed in Germany according to the Bavarian Purity Law by Privet Brewery, Erdinger Weissbrau. Best before sea bottom of can. Um, March 30th, oh, so it was um, produced on March 30th, 2022. It expires March 30th, 2023. So, I mean, it's not like a super fresh beer. Like, we're more than three quarters of the way through the date on the can. But it's also from Germany. So, it takes a hot second to get that stuff. And this is interesting. This is the first German beer, I'm pretty sure, that I've drank from a can. Stiegel? Grapefruit Rattler? 
I don't drink that. Oh, I drink that. <laughs> so, you want to speculate? Sure. At some point, there was supposed to be a beer in this advent calendar. Mm-hmm. But it went splode. That's, this replaced it. Ah, never mind. I was going to say, was this the beer that replaced it? We were going to, like, it was going to be a thing, but okay, it was Punch It Chewy. Is the one that replaced that. I'm pretty sure Punch It Chewy replaced the one that went splode. Based on context clues from Julia's post about Punch It Chewy, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure um, that's the one. Day, I don't even know. Four. Four. We're on day five. (laughs) Krampus and or St. Nick visits tonight, and we need to get ready for that. (laughs) They're getting weird. Um, Can I have a liter of this in a beer garden? Yeah, so a lot of these these beers, first five days, because this episode is covering the first five days of the beer event calendar... A lot of these are very light. Um, four out of five are super light. Um, fruit forward. Um, save for the Jackios. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say fruit forward literally because apparently cucumber is a fruit. You'll learn something <laughs> new when you listen to the Craft Parenting Podcast. Yeah. Or when you record the Craft Parenting Podcast. Yeah. Which we are doing right now. Oh, oh snap. So this is just, um, like I said, it's... Uh, it's their classic. One could say it is the crowning glory of traditional Bavarian brewing skills. Gently spicy, lively, and harmonious. Every sip leaves you wanting more. One could say that. It's very true. I would say, um, so it's still a Bavarian beer. They follow the Bavarian purity law. Mm-hmm. So the Rhineck is the Bavarian, it's, it's the Bavarian purity law. Um, uh, isn't that what you said? It is not what I said. Oh, I'm making but this that, shit No, up. it is. It's, it's, that's what it says in the can. That is not what I said the last time I said something. You read the can before, and I thought you said Bavarian Purity. I did. Okay. But that was like four things that I read ago. Well, anyway, so um, it is in Bavaria, but which is the southern region of Germany. Um, but it is not from Munich. It's from its own special town. So um, just a very straightforward beer, you know, and I like it. I like straightforward beers. Mm-hmm. Um you know, just not a whole lot in them. Just, just beer flavored beer. Um, this is a little bit more than beer flavored beer, obviously, but um, it still had, you know, all these others, the four, three other, four other beers that we had previously. You know, they have the same passion that a German beer has. Um, the process is just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, they had raspberries and oranges and stuff or um, or pickle from the uh, the reindeer cart. So, I knew it was a risk when we got this kit that we would end up with a pickle beer. Yeah, the pickle beer wasn't 
you know, pickle-flavored, <laughs> really. Um, I didn't get any pickle-flavored anyway, so um, that made it okay because <laughs> I don't really like pickles. But um, So I guess that, that does it for the Craft Parenting Podcasts. I have an important note. You have an important note. From Erdinger's website. Yeah. Um, talking about their wheat beer. Sure. An important note for allergy sufferers. Our wheat beer contains malted barley and wheat. Did you know that wheat beer contained wheat? I did not. Wow. Mind blown. I, their, and their recipe is a hundred is nearly 130 years old, and it's never changed. And the valuable secret secret is guarded by their master brewers. Yeah, Germans don't like change. They do not like change, and they do not like sharing things. <laughs> they also don't stand for bad beer, as talked about in, the, in our episode. Was it about Goza's? Or no, it was no, about half Pilsners. Pilsners. In our episode about Pilsners. Where the town of Pilsen, Pilsen just broke all of the kegs in the street and said, this beer is shit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why you don't change things when nope. when people like it, right? Um, yeah, vice beers are typically drank in the summer, but, um, you know, you could argue you can drink it in the winter as well. Um, Sometimes in Ohio, it's warm enough in the winter that you could go drink this in a beer garden. No problem. Is there anything else you wanted to say? No, I'm super excited for what day six is going to bring. Are we going to get visited by St. Nick or by Krampus? <gasps> we will find out tomorrow, I guess. Woohoo! So we're going to do something a little bit different this month. We're going to try to put out an episode every day, just like short episodes. That's what we're going to try to do. And if we fail, we'll just combine episodes like we're doing in this episode yeah we have small children our lives are hectic they're not as hectic now that the wedding is over but we'll see other things are going on in the background you'll find out more about that later so like follow subscribe share leave a rating review if you have any comments bad reviews um at raging hop on twitter at raging hop on twitter uh, we are on YouTube. I'm at Craft Parenting Joe on Instagram. I'm at Caroline Creates Crafts on Instagram. And we will see you very soon. Bye. Beer in hand. Peace. <laughs>